Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. In the land of Normor, in the fires of podcast doom, the Normie hosts forged in secret a master podcast to control all others. And into this podcast, they poured their takes, observations, and opinions into the one podcast to rule them all. It's Lords of November and an unexpected December. The Hobbit, the desolation of Smaug, on Normies Like Us! You need to reach the mountain. This is why we must go through Mirkwood. This is this horrid creature, Goblin Mutant. That's my wee lad, Gimli. I could have anything down my trousers. Or nothing. You have nice manners for a liar and a thief. You heard it up top. We're back with another special episode in our months-long celebration of the literary and filmmaking genius that is the Lord of the Rings. And this week, we're back with the second installation of the Hobbit franchise, The Desolate... The Desolation of Smoke. Excuse me. With your hosts, uh, uh, Gas the Brown is back. I am Mike, son of Smoke. Uh, <laughs> the return of Leg Joe Loss. I got to do it again. Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, Jaco Jenkins. Nice. Uh, right. my oh, welcome name. in, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Hobbit 2. On. Two of three, right? Two down, so... We Hobbit two might, electric boogaloo. That's right. That's more right. Still hobbiting. Still hobbiting it up. Um, before we jump into it proper, I have fun fact about the production. We kind of went into it. Um, these are I. You know, we kind of believe this is kind of a mess compared to Lord of the Rings, and we need to note that the Hobbit movies are responsible for uh, a law that became known as the Hobbit Law. That was basically a union busting law. Um, because Warner Brothers threatened to pull the movies out of New Zealand. Peter Jackson kind of bent the knee, let them push this through Parliament, and then um, made it so they could not get union rates and they could only be hired as contractors, the New Zealand wow. workers. Oh, my God. So, wow. Bad guy stuff happening in oh. this uh, thing. This so guy stuff the turmoil. Mike. Hey, wow. Dude, dark times in the Shire. It feels like maybe the, the kind of corruption and greed um, that led the dragon to attack the mountain is exactly <laughs> what Warner Brothers succumbed to hey, when making a tale about just that. I, I want to ask you specifically, Mike, about that dragon before we get started. Before we give, you know, our general thoughts, our, our kind of history with this podcast. Mike, how do you say this dragon's name? I would say it is Smaug. Smaug. Um, yeah. Smaug. Joe, how do you say it? Smaug. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> okay, Jacob, uh, how do you say the dragon's name? Doctor Strange. Oh, I say uh, Smaug. Is that not Smaug. the proper way to say it? When As we were, well, here's our, <laughs> mm-hmm. when we were kids, I think growing up from either cartoons or even teachers saying it, it was what covers our beautiful Los Angeles out here. Smog. And <laughs> That's now what I it thought is, it was. Smaug. Smog the emphasis has really hit. S-M-O-G. You got to get the mileage out of the U. You know? <laughs> Smaug. Exactly. Yeah, it just I, slips Smaug. in there, Mike. It sounds yeah. like everyone's like trying to do like a Minneapolis uh, accent. You know what I mean? Like a Minnesota yes. mom is like, Smaug. How's your Smaug. dragon Smaug, Jew? Smaug, Jew? <laughs> She's good, mom. Uh, yep. 
Well, let's find out exactly how that dragon is when we jump right into it, I say. Let's delay no more. Uh, hop in these barrels, guys. Let's let's get to uh, the desolation of Smaug. Smaug. Uh, <laughs> Do a next. barrel roll. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> back and as we said last week we went on a bit of an unexpected journey now this time we've got our bearings a little more in the second installment here the desolation of smog we're talking the hobbit again and uh, where do we leave off yeah yeah so when we last left our heroes they had just come out of the frying pan and into the fire <laughs> and were saved by the eagles um atop the great pines after throwing the flaming pine cones at them and then now they're still trying to head to um the lonely mountain and they need to get there before Durin's day which is fast approaching they must travel through many a dangerous land which we'll talk about now in the That's desolation right. of smog electric right. and i did forget to wish you guys a happy Durin's day by the way happy <laughs> oh yeah happy <laughs> Durin's day of uh, autumn right Oh, the last like moon, the first moon, or something. I can't remember. <laughs> something like that. It's yeah. The last moon. night of Darren's day is the moon. <gasps> That's right. Jacob like, solved uh, the riddle. Yeah, fucking riddles, it. man. <laughs> so, Gotta guys, Desolation of Smaug. I yes. hate this movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Coming out strong. It's, it's the, yeah. the two towers, obviously, of this franchise, Mike. Yep, We're yep. at that kind of middle installment. To that, does it, does it, yeah, we asked that question in that one. The Empire Strikes Backs of the Worlds, the, mm. the, the Temple of Dooms. Where, where does it fall on that scale to you? Is it just a piece of shit middle entry? <laughs> it has the problem of not having a good beginning point or end point, which a lot of people criticize those type of movies, but it's definitely worse than all those other ones you just listed. It, it definitely least. feels like it should be the last, like it feels like it's the end of the movie just with the, ending missing basically like i feel like the, the whole next <laughs> movie one is scene be the away. third act of this movie <laughs> yeah I, I mean i guess broadly you know so we could just jump around it's like we meet bjorn we go through murkwood they get captured by the elves we have the barrel scene lake town Spiders. getting into the mountain and then smile gets pissed off and flies towards the town credits so that's kind of what happens in this movie but it takes well, it a long time to do that it does i'll tell you what i thought of this movie and Mike, I respect your opinion, of course, but unfortunately, <laughs> oh, yes. you're completely wrong. Uh, I, I love this movie. I thought it was great. Uh, wow. I had a blast watching it. And here's the thing. Okay, we talked about last week, someone mentioned Solo, a Star Wars story. But I realized what these movies actually are, it's, it's kind of obvious, really. These are the Star Wars prequels of Lord of the Rings. You know, they're not as good. They're, there's a lot more iffy CGI a lot of like crazy action over the top, you know, Legolas comes mm. in like he's Darth Maul or Yoda, uh, you know, fighting with Flipping lightsabers around. or something. Mm -hmm. So this is the attack of the clones of Lord of the Rings. And I think that fits, but I had a blast watching. I was, I was in for the ride from the very beginning and I thought it was very entertaining. Wow. Wow. So Colin, what, what's your general thoughts on this? I, this guy. Yeah. Then we'll get to Joe. You, know, you fall on. I, Here's the thing. I had a lot of fun watching parts of this movie. It also felt like a very long movie. I, I, I'm, I'm in the middle. I, I had a really good time with this. I have a theory that Mike just so perfectly set me up to tee off for by talking about, oh, 
This movie is just a collection of these dumb scenes over and over. Strange beginning, strange ending. Mike, this is the perfect Dungeons and Dragons movie. This is it. Hmm. This is the one. We talked about Lord of the Rings, how, you know, J.R.R. inspired all those great myths in the books. Of course, you know, we, we couldn't mm-hmm. have it without him. This is it come to life. Truly in the fact that it ends with a dragon's encounter, too. But, Mike, mm, yeah. what what <clears throat> is the basis of a session with Dungeons & Dragons? Just like Ran- a, what, yeah, what you can get done in three hours, a little a, encounter. An, an, a random encounter, Mike. Mm, this is yes. a random movie that jumps around so much. When it's with the people I like, it's good. When it's cutting around to the wizard who also has to have his own subplot, when it's doing other things, I'm not liking it. I think there's a lot of celebrities that come in and take the thunder away from our crew. But when it's our core crew, who I'm starting to warm up to a little more, I don't mind looking at them in this one, which is a very big improvement over the last (laughs) one. It is... I'll I'll do it for you guys right here. Uh, Mike, you are Thorin Oakenshield. You have just escaped from the forest with the spiders, but you are incapacitated from the webs and elves are coming to greet you. What do you do? Uh, I try to um, persuade. Uh, I would recommend that Joe's character does that. As the dwarf with the highest charisma, he might be able to hit on the female elf who approaches you. Joe, what do you do? Uh, yeah, roll, let's roll it. Let's, let's roll okay, it Okay, let's roll. And I should also say, now, Jacob, you do get a free action in that you are wearing a magic ring that makes you invisible and nobody knows that. So at any moment, please feel free to jump in. I mean, it is yeah. that energy... Yeah. Through this entire movie, and I kind of fucking love that. I well, yeah, stabbed like the spider one, with uh, my dagger. It's one kind yeah. of set piece after another where they're like, okay, yes. now this is the spider scene. Now this yes. is the uh, escape from, you know, this is the barrel riding scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you said like, oh, this would be a great, a great ride or something. That's what it felt like, you know, yeah, this one really barrel is riding. I kind of would have liked <laughs> to see it in 3D, actually, because I think uh, oh, interesting. Know, it might have been good in 3D. Wow! Look, see, there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with eating a McRib every once in a while. Like you can like find barbecue. You know what I mean? Like that's the Lord of the Rings. This movie is the McRib of movies. All right. If we were talking about how you know uh, Lord of the Rings is like a so, nice pastrami sandwich, then this is like two a, towers of pastrami. <laughs> this is the McRib. Yeah, slab this is just of a shitty McRib. You know what I mean? But like sometimes, sometimes it hits different. You know, you do. You gotta eat. Dogs gotta eat. And you just dogs so gotta, eat. you just gotta have a McRib every once in a while. I thought this yeah. movie oh, was man. a delight because, like we said in the first one, like oh, it's goofy and doesn't know what it is. Now that I know that that's what this franchise is, is just like goofy movies with giant theme park attractions in the middle of them. I loved it. I think this one delivered even well, better. I would, yeah, I would argue <laughs> it knows what it is more than the first one, and it gets that tone right because it's not. There's not as much kid stuff in this one. It actually has a much darker tone. It's definitely not a kids yeah. movie. Um, but like I said, I think it's the prequels. It's the Star Wars prequels. I think it's just as good as those movies. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith, a little better. But uh, the first two, yeah, they're on the same level as, as these Hobbit movies, I think. Well, so after we did our Unexpected Journey episode, I started listening to the audiobook of The Hobbit, mm. uh, narrated by um, the Green Knight Jared himself. Tolkien. I can't oh, remember Dan his Patel? name right now. 
No, no, not the, the oh, yeah, Green yeah, Knight guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, He was in Game okay, of Thrones sure. and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. yeah Anison. So anyway, I got up to the point where Smog flies towards Lake Town. So I'm exactly caught up with our watching, with Nailed my it. listening. And so Isn't all that, like, of my... the end of the book, almost? Oh, yeah, which is why I'm glad we got another two-and-a-half-hour movie <laughs> yeah. for those last 15 pages. But... um. <laughs> That my issues with this movie stem largely like they did with the last one from everything that's not in the book and that I just consider wholly unnecessary. I feel like I'm Joe on the two towers. Like, I just don't care about these characters. Toriel, Legolas, get them well, out of here. And, and Bard and his kids, die. Do, get them out of here. I actually do, don't care about anyone at Lake Town. Yeah, yeah I don't give a shit about yeah, anyone. None of that. But I, I had so much fun watching the, the goofy, goof elves or dwarfs in the dwarves. barrels that I'm here for it. <laughs> no, that, that makes yeah, it worse. Okay, okay. I would argue Legolas comes in and just makes the movie better for me. Every time he comes uh, in, he, he's just doing something cool. He's just he's there so to do cool. cool shit and have a it's love the, triangle. It is the coolest video game cutscene <laughs> you will ever watch in theaters. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a CGI t- character. Yeah, Tariel is just Lego Lass to me. Oh, that's <laughs> just great. Exactly. A clone of him. But She's just as skilled. If you sure. have two of them, imagine how many Oliphants they could have killed. Uh, just yeah. send what's them. A, yeah, what's better than one bow guy? Two bow, one bow guy and one bow girl. <laughs> and another bow guy. And yeah, another bow guy. Bow She's a bow, bow dwarf. So it's just a bow love triangle. Technical difficulties. I'll just put, just put a, a flash frame. Just, shout out pass. Like, oh. just put ben- Benedict Cumberbatch crawling around. Okay, <laughs> here, here, here. Just for a this second. is fucking hilarious yeah. to me that Benedict Cumberbatch, like mm. his performance, was one of those things you hear about forever. You know what I mean? Like they made such a big deal about it. They did similar technology to these movies to make him Dormammu in Doctor Strange because right. his performance oh God, was so good. And then Doug. He's in it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> if you didn't tell me that that well, was Sherlock, I would not know. It's yeah. absolutely what a fucking waste of time and technology to do that. Like, this well, is I, not it, a Smeagol performance. This is not even like no. a Jungle Book performance. It, it no, do they really brings need- nothing to the movie. You could replace Benedict Cumberbatch with the fucking dragon from the Shrek movies, and this movie would be exactly the same. <laughs> well, yeah, do they really need to mocap his whole body so while dumb. he's doing the clip that Colin you shared with us earlier of him doing all his lines and crawling around like a dragon? <laughs> Amazing, but so probably so not amazing. necessary. It's, it's right? too different from the performance, too, because he moves too much. Now, Joe, you don't remember this because you didn't see this in theaters, maybe, but the ad campaign push right before this came out was the clip I shared of them going like, yeah, guys, no, this I'm... is groundbreaking. Remember that Smeagol stuff yeah. we did? Here really we like are. That. Check yeah, this like, out. That's what they were trying to recreate. I remember, Colin, I remember that okay. that's what this was all about. And you guys kept saying like, oh, you're going to hate it. It's, it's all about a dragon. I feel like the dragon's barely in it. I feel like the last like 45 minutes of the movie, they're like, oh, by the way, this is about a dragon. And then the dragon's like, you got that gold? Well, he's no? the ultimate... 
you know, he's the final boss at the end of the campaign. But uh, thank you. I guess he's going to be more in the second, in the third one, I would assume. But yeah, they could have just, I feel like they could have just animated a dragon and just used Benedict Cumberbatch's voice, maybe his facial expressions. But it's but, not even a voice performance because the, the modulation is so persistent that it's, right. it's not him bringing the heat. Yeah. It is interesting. The yeah. other issue. Well, I'm saying I have with Smaug in general, besides Benedict Cumberbatch not bringing anything to it necessarily, it's a problem with this entire series is the scale of everything. It's too big. Smaug is too big. The chamber of the hall with the gold is too much. It's just too damn much. It makes Moria look like a, a one-bedroom apartment. And <laughs> well, that's, that's just the gold room. It's bigger than Moria, right? It is. But I don't know. I think the scale is just mm. out of whack to me. Like even the bale riding scene, I, it's too Mike, over the top. I, I had it's issues when we meet the no. bear man. You know, by, <laughs> by that point, enough. Gandalf is a normal sized human. Bear man is big. The hobbits and dwarves mm-hmm. are as large as the goats that guy has. That guy is three times larger than the goats he has. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's bigger I, than a normal human. No, no. Right? I just don't, I don't care know. about any, <laughs> yes. any of that. I don't care about no, any of those either. details, and they didn't either. Like Again, this is a McRib, fellas. Yeah. Like, someone's getting paid minimum <laughs> wage. Prequels. Hell, even not even minimum wage because of the hobbit uh, law like, to, oh, to make this. Nice you know catch, what I mean? dude. I do like how the, yeah. the dragon, Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously, Martin Freeman, they were in Sherlock together. Nice little uh, reunion, or I guess they probably were making Sherlock yeah, at the reunion. same time. I don't know when that came out. But but that was all the ads, too, was can you believe we got these two assholes to be in this movie? <laughs> it was This is, like Joe's saying, a very manufactured product we are biting into and, and tasting a little bit of pickle with. And that's my problem is I'm I'm wanting prostrami, but I'm getting right. a McRib. And um, like the one of the biggest sins in this, because that speech he gives where he's like, um, you know, my claws, spears, my teeth, swords, my wings, a hurricane. In the book, he immediately says, and my breath, death. Right. And they cut that line, mm. even in the extended version. They don't finish like one of the biggest speeches oh, in the entire book. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> it's like know. such an iconic part. It's like fucking up riddles in the dark. And I feel like this is the only other scene Peter Jackson wanted to make is when Smaug and Bilbo are talking. Mm-hmm. You know, you have nice manners for a liar and a thief. Like that's all straight out of the book, more or less. But why do you cut the last and most awesomest line? I don't know. Frustrate. Let's go back to the beginning because I really like the... Merkwood scene, the, the spiders, scene. even before the <laughs> barrels, the spiders. The I thought the spider scene was great. It's you know like the Shelob scene, but but uh, more advanced, I guess, because technology mm-hmm. is a little more advanced, so they could do more with with the spiders. And I thought that was, scene was great, and I remember that from the books as well. And that's where he gets the name for his sword, Sting, right? And uh, yeah, which I take issue with because that's because that's his first confirmed kill. On the quest is the yeah. spider, but in the movies, he's killed like multiple people at this point with that <laughs> right. sword. Well, he should have named it Slash, you know, or something. I guess so. I guess that's true. But I thought the spiders looked great from creepy. the weight of the moment. You know, I told you I, well, I, didn't, I like I was yeah. had arachnophobia as a as a child, and that was a real creepy scene on VHS. That's right. 
Now, Jacob, would you like <laughs> to, to be able to yeah. put on a ring and hear what spiders say? Would that have Absolutely. made you less fearful? That's a great detail. When you put it on, you can hear the spiders talking because it, it kind of... Dark Souls 2 has a ring like mm. that. You can only talk what? to the tarantula man with the ring on. Yeah. Terrifying. But, yeah. And then who shows up? My boy. And you better believe I was hooting and hollering. When Legolas and the elves showed up, oh uh, that's a great God. cameo. Again, it's like Yoda coming in and doing not some cameo. cool shit. Not well, a cameo. he's, he's no. not a cameo. Role, he's got, yeah, he's got like 45 minutes worth of action. Because <laughs> not only do you get the whole barrel, barrel riding scene, which I love. I love the barrel scene so much. It's so dumb. It <laughs> that is, was great. It's yeah. literally a theme park ride, man. Like, yeah, you'd be doing great that the water raft ride with these on screens uh, all around you. But like, oh, so much fan service. I, I adored it. I agree with you, Joe. Mm. Fan service, it's great. Wow. I mean, you know, it's like Han Solo figuring out, you know, his name or whatever. You oh, get, God. You get, oh, uh, Gloin, father of Gimli. You get that little moment. Oh, who's this? Oh, that's me, we lad Gimli. Loved it. Well, oh, and, and, and I'll say this. Shit. I'll say this, Jacob. <laughs> Gloin may be, in hindsight, the least developed out of all the dwarves that we've been following this entire time. Mm-hmm. Gets two things in this movie. He gets the, that's my son Gimli. You finally get that yeah. payoff. And then at one point, he brings up like, well, you know, guys, that like, some of us are like paying for this mission. We're not really getting our return. I don't know if I want to keep paying for it. And it's it's kind of an interesting moment to be like, all right, somebody right. has to fund the quest that they're on. Which that is a D and D thing too. Like the reason you're plundering gold is so you can pay to do more adventures, Mike, right? And restock. The ultimate D and D thing that I haven't even brought up yet is the player character squabbles, which is exactly what that moment is. And and the mm. biggest one that we're going to get out of all of this is, of course. The mistrust that a band of nine, is it, level three dwarves who brought a level one adventure with them picked up an epic item that he's keeping hidden from them and could get out of every scene if he wants. That's that's campaign worthy fodder to be like, you found something that breaks the game. How does every other yeah. player deal with you having that? Mm. The, yeah, the, D, the dungeon master gives you this epic drop and what's going to happen. Well, it's interesting. Um, and that's, yeah, be- it is interesting. But in the, in the book, he just tells them after he saves them from oh, the spiders, Hey, check it out. I got a magic <laughs> ring so I can like do shit. And they're like, okay, well, that's cool. what I find. It's not, he doesn't, he doesn't murder a centipede wow. for t- stepping on it. That's what I find you interesting know? about that scene the too. ring because when the Hobbit was written, the ring didn't have the importance that it later gets mm-hmm. because Lord of the Rings was written after The Hobbit. So it's just a just magic, a magic ring, ring that he finds yeah. that turns you invisible. So it's just a fun little movie, thing to have in your story. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. movie has to straddle this line of like, oh, he finds the ring, but also it's like the most important thing in the world. So people need to know that too. And you can kind of, there's the scenes where it's kind of corrupting him and he almost tells Gandalf about it in one scene and he's like, What'd you find? Oh, uh, oh nothing. Courage? <laughs> Do you yeah. guys yeah. think so he nice could hold the ring? Story. But again, I think the I think the movie I think these movies actually do a good job of like both being an adaptation of the Hobbit and a prequel to Lord of the Rings, integrating those two kind of things together. And even the stuff that's added like Tariel and stuff, 
I don't mind it. I think, you know, it adds to the movie. There's no other like female characters ex- at least. It so. doesn't add anything. <laughs> you care about them? You <laughs> care about Keely and Ariel? Romance, there'd be no romance. Uh, there'd be no female characters without that plot line. So it's kind of like... I read Tolkien for dudes being dudes. <laughs> I, okay? it, but I don't think it's it's the Bechdel test. It does not serve as a female character to just come in and be a love triangle for the most handsome dwarf. No, and, that's true. Like, you know... A, a cute a basically her purpose in this is she immediately falls in love with Keeley and she's good at bow stuff she's like as good as fighting as Legolas and so she just does that and but she kind of shows you know her character by going to save him right because the elves don't want to would it shock you guys to know Evangeline Lilly was retired from acting by this point? She just did not like doing it anymore. She had oh, done wow. Lost. She'd done a couple spots and wow. stuff. And that she was before Ant-Man and the Wasp, obviously, yeah. and all that. And they were like, I'm done. And Peter Jackson was like, you have to do this role. It can only be you. Why? She's not, she's wow. not from New Zealand. Why? It doesn't, I wonder if she talked to Charlie on the island and was like, hey. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> oh, you know, that probably is it. <laughs> how dare you That's guys? That's connection. Wow. You all, everybody. You Drive know. Shaft. Is that the name of his band? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, nice. Nice yeah. catch. Um, all that stuff, I, I strongly disagree, <laughs> dog. I, I, I watched a fan edit of these, like I said, that was four hours. Mm. And even they left in stuff that, like, I want to cut more. I want to cut even more. And I might try my hand at it because... All the st- stuff with the wizard. Lake Town in the book, it's like they show up, they hang out for a couple days and are like, all right, we got to go. It's not like this whole thing with the master of the town <laughs> yeah. trying to fucking yeah. manipulate yeah, and really the, the hero of, of the people. There. Like none of that. I hated Lake Town. Everything in Lake Town. But again, just, I think uh, he doesn't have kids. You know, to it's compare padded. once again, the prequels, you can watch a fan cut of the prequels that takes out all the dumb shit. And I think these movies are just like those movies, basically. Like, that's my, my thesis I, of this I, I disagree with that a little bit because it, there's too many crossovers and too many people, like, popping back up. You know, for, you, for it to be like the prequels, you would have to have, like, you know, Darth Vader is also narrating it for some reason. And every once in a while, right. we're going to cut to him and Harrison Ford and the, Chewie, like, hanging out. Yeah. You know, but that's like, the advantage I, I get of fantasy. What you're saying, but like, and know, having you know the different. elves, the advantage of having elves be immortal, and Gandalf is immortal. Like everyone's immortal or just really old sure. in the Lord of the Rings universe, so you can have them, even though it was like sixty years before. They're they're all the same age. Uh, you know, it works for but me. That's, though. that's almost more like Force Awakens in that you get the Legolas coming back and being like, "Here we go again!" Pew pew pew. <laughs> Yeah, well, right, and here's right. what I'm saying though. You have like if you're if you're going to compare it to anything in Star Wars, I do think the Disney era Star Wars is a better comparison because it is way more fan servicey and uh, way more like product driven. I think you know what I mean. Like the prequels, it's an entirely yeah. new story, sort of. Uh, you gotta give but it. You're that. invested in new characters and new actors playing those characters. Yeah, there that's is true. no like you know, this is more akin to like the force awakens or, you know, by the time you get to rise of Skywalker, you just gotta be like, Oh, 
it's a McRib. It's not, you know, it's not a right. good. <laughs> but in the know. prequels, in the prequels, you have like it's not Ewan good McGregor. For you. Yeah. you know, that's the old guy from the original Star Wars. You had that, like, it's subtler, but like, remember that poster yeah. of Anakin, and then his shadow was like Darth Vader, and it's like, ooh, yeah. Like to me, that's like Do the I same remember? kind of fan service. As if I don't dream about it every night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baby Darth Vader. Maybe these movies are like if if Disney made the prequels. That's what these movies kind of are. I think, yeah, maybe that's a little more fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally interesting. I I dig that. Because, Mike, I. Well, the fact that they're willing to. You just haven't let go. Like, that's your problem right now. I can't. You have to accept that. Now the ring still exists. And it's like, it's not, dog. These are. You saw the first one. They're goofy, totally all over the place theme park rides. If you watch the second one as that. You can't help but smile. Fucking like Legolas stands on a dwarf's head. <laughs> like, come on. Come yeah. on. It's goofy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if someone invites you over to their house, they say we're having pork, and then you get excited and show up and it's McRibs, then the next time they invite you over for pork, you should know you what expect that to McRib, expect. dog. You take a Tums before you get there. I... <laughs> You're right. And my, my, my blood pressure is a little too high now. I, I'm such a purist and fan of the book. And I think this is neither a, a prequel or an adaptation. It's something different where they're taking the Samarillion and the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and trying to create something wholly new. It is not true to any one of its three source it's materials at all. And that's my it, problem. But I think there's also some weak storytelling like <laughs> juggled in. Like we're, we're talking about starts and stops and what it is and what it isn't. This one starts and opens outside of the director of the film, Peter Jackson, biting a big carrot with yes. a prequel mm-hmm. story of why our hero is kind of doing what he's doing in the first movie. And I find that tonally just to be bizarre and outrageous because I didn't like any of these characters in the last movie and I, I'm trying and want to know them. Give me their background and backstory. Mm. Put that in the first movie you fool. Yeah. Oh yeah, we get the prancing pony. Yeah, we get That's the town right. of Bree again. For me this movie is kind of better in every way than Unexpected Journey and I think it does better to individualize the dwarves you kind of get to know them better as dwarves even when they split up at the end and like some of them are still in lake town some of them are in the mountain and like oh okay this is like the healer one i guess this is uh you know the cute one like i said this is the cute one's brother the this is <laughs> the cute one and yeah, the cute one's yeah. brother cute one's you know. brother Splitting them up certainly does help with identification. Yeah, so you got Balin yeah. and Dwalin. And, you know, um, remember in Fellowship of the Ring when they go to Moria, uh, that's Balin that, that – this is a fun fact. Balin, after the events of The Hobbit, goes to Moria to, like, set up a dwarf colony to reestablish – he yeah. retakes it, and right? And so you remember when Gandalf is so like, they lose? Oh, here lies Balin, son of Dwal- Smallin. Oh, or he knew him. Yeah. The white beard yeah, the, guy, yeah. the old, so the old dwarf in this, he's the guy who Gimli cries over. Is he a skeleton in Fellowship? Yeah, yeah. that's his cousin. That's terrible. And fun fact part two, uh, the book, Drums in the Deep, We Cannot Get Out, right? The person writing that book was Ori. Oh, interesting. Also one of the dwarves on this exposition. So they both yes. died. Uh, Very terrible sad. deaths um, in Moria years that. later. And that'll be at the end credits where they have a still photo. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. 60 years later, they died. Personal connection to them, so it makes it yeah. even sadder. Yeah, so that in the, that's like an organic connection. Be like, oh man, these guys do this whole adventure only to fucking die. <laughs> I do feel like I know these doors, at least some of them better. Yeah. Like 
Balin, obviously. Dwalin, his his brother, who's like the bald one. The bald um, one. Thorin, you know. I just think they're getting more distinct, at least more than the, the last movie, right? I know Main Dwarf and Gimli's dad. That's basically it. <laughs> uh, oh, another fun fact I saw via the internet. I did not catch this myself. Mm. Um, Gimli's dad is wearing the same helmet that Gimli will wear later in Lord of the Rings. So that was kind oh, of a nice touch, cool. I guess. We're back, and we'd be done already if this light would just show us where the keyhole is. I swear to God, guys, I am done with this mission. <laughs> Man, I tell you, these guys with this map, like Elrond, first of all, straight up tells him <laughs> when the thrush knocks three times, is like the last light of the day of Durin, and it's like, first of all, okay, write that I'm down. I'm not saying this is the clue, but here's, <laughs> here's, here's the, clue. the answer. He's like, okay, yeah. shut up, old man. It's like, oh, it'll shine well, the, it, on the keyhole. They immediately just start banging on the door, like, let's open it. It's like, that's not how <laughs> this works. You have a key. Anyway. You heard. First of all, the phrase is misleading, right? Because you say last light of Dern's day. Generally, that means the, the sunlight. The moon comes out during the night, so that would be Dern's night, but check not it Dern's out. day. The moon is only reflecting <laughs> yeah. the light of the sun. It, it generates no light on its own. It's just called Durin's Day. I don't think Durin's don't Day transitions day. to Durin's Night. Right. But if you if you say the last light of a certain day, you're not talking about the moon. You're talking about the sunset, right? Generally. Yeah. Maybe that's just yeah. me. But the I moon is transition. Oh, you know what? To Jacob's point, you would say Christmas Day and you would say Christmas Night. They are two different things. Mm. Whatever. Exactly. These dumb little dwarfs, they don't know anything about it. You know they give up like, after about five minutes. Yeah. Five seconds. This is your life quest. You knock on a door three mm-hmm. times yeah. and you're like, it didn't work out. Screw it. <laughs> like, I don't know, dog. They are, sometimes they are as smart as children. And then like other times they're like ancient wise beings. But when they are dumb, they are dumb as shit. And like, you're here for it. No, I don't think the doors are supposed yeah. to be that wise. Like, even the way Gimli was portrayed in Lord of the Rings, I think it's pretty similar. Like, he's usually the comic relief. Like, like, oh, I'm sure. That dumb, I'll though. Put this, this chain mail on. He did yeah, become the uh, comic relief after Fellowship. He was more serious in Fellowship. Yeah. I'm mine. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> I think they That's understand true. that like their home has been decimated by a creature though and they're like coming to like take it back that that's like they're smart enough to under those understand those stakes but like dumb enough to act like cartoon characters when they oh, arrive yeah. to them like I don't, I don't know <laughs> I, Again, I, I love it I, it's it's awful I love it and something you mentioned too about the prequel stuff or you know the prancing pony being there it's like it sets up a weird precedent for Gandalf just showing up and fucking with people's lives like you need to do this and it's like okay so he does everything he does is part of his like grand plan for like the realm. You know, some things he does, people don't know why he's doing it, but he knows. Like he's got certain reasons. He just collects favors. We said he's a weirdo <laughs> yeah. who goes into the woods and just yeah. kind of goes. That around. explanation was like even as babbling as like, like there is no answer. He's like, yeah, he's well. What when he says when man. he sits down with Thorin Oakenshield and says, "I should introduce myself. My name is Gandalf. Gandalf the Gray." His response with the I know who you are is what you would give a, a displaced person where you're like, 
yeah, I know who you are. Just please stop going through my garbage yeah, cans. Right. Like, can you just like, please like get out of here, man. Just, nothing but trouble, Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like this wandering hermit who just kind of yeah shows up and instigates things. Sets you on an and all I can ever mom. think about now is how he's an angel. But angel yeah. stuff is just like <laughs> Hey, can I borrow five cents? Alright, thank you. You'll get it back someday. In fellowship, he has that whole scene about Gollum where he's like, you know, I think we should uh have pity on Gollum because he, it might come in handy one day. He might do something that's important. And then <laughs> I don't know, I might you know, trick that guy still. That's right. <laughs> It, I do like um, that he sets up stuff, and then by the end of Lord of the Rings, he eventually realizes, I should probably clean up some of this mess that I've created. <laughs> well, and sets yeah. up stuff. Literally, in this one says, Bilbo goes, that spooky forest is too much for me. We cannot go in there. You you dumb hobbit. It's 10, 100 miles in that direction, in this direction. And are you so stupid? He takes one step in it, has like a stoner ass flashback, and is like, ah! <laughs> yeah, you know what, know. guys? Hey. I know I said you have to do this. You do. I got to go. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind you of the funny part about this. these movies In the is book, him yeah. just being like, I got to go do some other shit now. So good luck, guys. I'll see you he later. He basically does that in the book, though. Like he gets right to the edge of the forest and he's like, yeah, all right. Let the ponies go, but not mine. I'm going somewhere else later, nerds. <laughs> and he doesn't say what he's doing. He just dips. And they're like, oh, man. I mean, it's, you know. He, the, one of the characters in the movie is so uninterested in the movie that they're just like, nah, I'm going to go do something. Yeah. I'm going to go do That's something. Else. Go, you guys are yeah. going to I will say his, uh, No, I read that part of the script. I don't want to go there yet. <laughs> yeah. I will say his, his side stuff in this movie, not the most interesting part of it for me, like this whole confrontation he with finds uh, Thorin's dad, the necromancer. Right? That's Thorin's yeah. dad, and he's like a crazy guy running around these caves. It's like, what is it's this? It's poorly timed, and, and like Jacob said, I want to ask you guys, you know, to to the Defiler, you know, who he kind of has oh, a little show Azog. With. Azog. Now, when we were kids, uh, prosthetics have come so far. You know, there, there's actual hand prosthetics now. Back in the day, it really was this sort of two-hook, one other thing. It's like a wire, yeah. And then Azog... Like jams almost like a knife through his elbow too. Is that how yeah. you guys would have done it, medieval prosthetic style? Well, if you're like a gross no. uh, goblin orc thing, then maybe I that's guess. how you do it. I did examine it. Here's the it. thing about Azok. Oh, I'm saying it's prosthetic yeah. real quick. It looks like it has different hooks for different functions. Like it can hold a, yeah. a staff or mm. something. It has like different. It, it's clever almost. It's like the hand ones it's in our way. Like yeah. It has the two clips and how you could move with the lever. I'm like, that's it's wild. Stupid, you just don't but see it, it anymore. It's good. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. about its functionality. I need a 30 minute yeah. behind the scenes on that prop. But <laughs> Jacob. My thing with Azog, um, you know, I said in the well, last one. We get Bezog in this. Bezog, is that his name? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm calling him. He's just the same guy. <laughs> yeah, Pretty there's much. a lot more. First of all, there's a lot more CG. Like, even in the last one, all the other orcs were, like, practical. And they looked like the Lord of the Rings orcs to a certain degree. And he was different. In this one, they're all, like, CG. Mm -hmm. um, I was not a fan of Azog in the last one, like I said. For some reason, I thought they killed him at the end of Unexpected Journey. So, I was very surprised to see him pop up again. I was like, oh, boy, here we go again. I, I did like him a little better than this. I that but... was the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Who fucking cares? You know, the, he's 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 not that important. He's the general grievous of these movies, but um, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow! But then they, they, they so like, I'm not a huge hey, fan. Remember of me, Azog? 
Well, here's my friend, B-Zog. He's going to be your villain right. for this film. Goodbye. I got to go. Let me introduce B-Zog. Yeah, and all of a sudden, orc, there's like this special troop of orcs that are like really good at stealth and stuff, which is not something we ever saw in Lord of the Rings. How did they get into no. Lake Town? Oh, by the way, in the book, <laughs> none of that stealthy. happens. There's no orc attack They're on orc Lake Town. They're Orc Team 6. But, yeah, Orc Team 6 comes in. Yeah, on the roof. Does a surgical hit on the dwarves. <laughs> yeah. But then gets... but. But then Legolas has a cool action scene with uh, Bizog, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, his cameo that yeah. lasts 45 minutes includes yeah, another I, I awesome guess. fight scene. <laughs> yeah, he has still not said anything to the main characters of these trilogies. He's never said shit to Frodo, and he's never said shit to, <laughs> to Bilbo. So Bilbo's, Bilbo's, Bilbo's been invisible like the whole time. How the fuck are these movies nine million hours long and also nothing happens and I don't know any character's name? Like, they're, they're, these watching the Hobbit movies are just like a void to me. Yeah, like, I kind of do forget everything that happens. If you don't try really hard to remember, uh, I could see forgetting pretty much everything yeah. that happens in this movie immediately. Uh, this after one, it. especially, yeah. you know, we finished this movie. And then uh, the ending is just like, not even an ending. It's just like, and uh, time's up. Okay, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Follow for part two. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. right. That's fair. And then like, Cassie was, you know, she was like, oh, well, let's just roll into the next one. That didn't really end. And I was like, I can't. I can't just roll into the next one. Because there's no way I'm going to be able to tell okay, the difference between what happened in this one and what happened in yeah. the next one if I just keep rolling. there, it's, It'll all blend into one McRib nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one ends literally before, like literally on a cliffhanger with the dragon flying to Lake Town. Wonder what's going to happen next. I don't know. Yeah. Probably a battle of five armies. We're going to open with an action scene, <laughs> then talk for <laughs> about least. an hour, and then have an action scene. And for then the next movie. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, let's talk about the finale of this because, like, I I don't like the size of the dragon and stuff, as I said, but I do like the general conversation with Bilbo and the way, like, his fear is played mm-hmm. up and he's trying to be clever. Oh, chiefest and greatest of calamities. Like, all that stuff's right out of the book and is great. He's trying to flatter him. I like it. Mike, I love it in that you're hitting it exactly, but the lesson is so different. It's the mere opposite of the Gollum interaction. I was at low status. I was scared of what was happening. I ended up winning with my wits and got this thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a conky, confident asshole now. I can fucking outwit some dragon with my thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can't. This dragon's better than me. I need to go. (laughs) I can smell your (laughs) hair. I love it. Yeah. Um, in, in the book, actually, yeah. he he steals a cup, just a cup, to prove that he could get in there and get out to the dwarves. The, the Arkenstone isn't a thing. But right. Smog is bragging about, I ate your ponies and I'll find your friends soon. You know, fuck the dwarves, right? And then Bilbo's getting away. He's like, well, surely you must be tired as catching ponies isn't easy. Just as difficult as catching burglars. And he runs away. And then that makes Smog blow fire at him and flip out. It's like, why do you have to <laughs> diss him like that, dude? Yeah. Right. He's a cocky and asshole then, in there. Obviously, this whole uh, scene where they restart the forges and pour oh, yeah. molten gold on, on Smaug, that does not happen in the books, right? No, it's just contrived action scenes. So that whole... Set it's piece. also useless. They, it's so they, funny. Well, guys, our guys <laughs> yeah, finally get to their home. They right. do the one thing they can do, which is their jobs, and doing their job saves the day. I like that. I, I thought that was fun. It, it is fun, but it doesn't, because we have to continue with the book plot, it ultimately right. leads to nothing and could be cut right out of the movies, right? And yeah. I get that you have to have a big action scene, but they never go in the mountain hall with smog in there. 
Um, he just gets oh, pissed really? off. Yeah, basically, Bilbo's like, oh, I'm called Barrel Rider. And then he's like, okay, I understand economics enough to know the barrels float down the river to Lake Town. It must be them. I'm going to go after Lake Town. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> right. So the dwarves show up. You asshole. They eat all of Lake Town's food. <laughs> then they go to the mountain, wake up smog, and just send them to Lake Town. They really kind of <laughs> suck. Well, the thing about the book is, I you know, I haven't read it in a long time since I was a kid, but I remember the 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 dragon at the end being kind of anticlimactic, like the scenes with the dragon. Like you have the great scene with Bilbo, but after that, I just remember the demise of the dragon and that kind of thing was very anticlimactic for my memory. Yeah. So they do kind of have to make it more eventful for the movies, I think. And I think the things they stretch out, it works to a degree. Like once they decide, okay, they're making three movies, they have to fill those three movies with something, right? So, so let's I get Legolas in here and, and Legolas and get the love yeah. triangle yeah. going. We need a bow guy and we need molten gold. Uh, that scene oh, has to me gold. like what I would like describe as like action figure physics, where when you're playing with your toys when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I did something that was cool. Now in the story that I'm making up, I'm going to find as many reasons to repeat that same action that I just did <sighs> over so and over again. But ultimately, it's not going to change the story at all, which is exactly yeah. what happens in that scene. Like mm-hmm. They do the same action three or four different times. There's ropes going up and down. It's a ton of fun. They pour the molten gold on him. And it, 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 zero effect. Like, none yeah. of that. But when you're that playing with your kind of like a fake out, because you think it's going to affect you don't, him. You don't want He-Man to beat Skeletor. You want no. him to, you know, battle yeah. and go like, all right, we'll see you later. Yeah. 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 This is in another castle. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what happened. We, another, we got another movie it's to go. Great. Yeah, we'll see. But, but it, yeah. it is. it does make Smog look like a very terrible dragon. That He cannot, like, they have time to make makeshift bombs. And it's like, dude, like... How are you letting them just live? Like and he, he yeah, doesn't kill any love, of these yeah. freaking dwarves. I, I like his downfall of you know Hubris? what are you? Oh yeah, I've never I've never smelt anything like you, and yet word of me has traveled to whatever low pit you must exist in. I am grand. I am big, and I'm gonna prance around this mm-hmm. hall and just sort of like flare and Slay do like all queen. my little stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, it's it's literally he he is it's Mike. He is like he's just putting on a show. He and likes I just, the flattery. I, I, yeah. I love it. I love it because he knows he I can kill him in a second. Performance bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this that fights a bit much because again, I'm I'm a yeah. book purist, and uh, Jacob's right though. If if I'm not going to spoil it for the next movie, but like when, when we get to the demise of the dragon, like it is pretty much like anticlimactic in the book too. It's like, yeah, not very satisfying. Like smog is not that important in the context of the it's book not like anyway. A, yeah, it's not even that important the, the in the context the of end. the movie that has his name in it. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's barely fucking in it as far as I, like, I understand they, that he's in it a long time, but like for half of the time that he's in it, he's just like, a tail or a wing, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you're sure, only yeah. actually in it for like five minutes. Did they One eyeball? Did they even mention yeah. the desolation of smog as a location at the bottom of? Do they say those words? I don't think they did in this movie. I don't remember. That's no. what the uh, the town, the other town. I forget what they. Dale. Dane, right? Erebor. Or Dale, I'm yeah, sorry. Dale. Yeah. Burning of oh, Dale. that's Dale. That, yeah. sorry. And Mike, you, you explained it to us off pod. I almost feel like you should do it now. But just the, the, the verses, they just say this happened here. 
versus if you'll explain what the desolation means. Yeah, so, so, so in the last episode, I did mention the desolation of Smaug is what they've called that area of and surrounding Dane, where he just raised everything to the ground. And in the book, there's a large period where they have to cross it and the mountains in the distance. And it's like, there's no cover here. Everything has been burnt to ash. We wow. just have to walk across it. And what if he wakes up? Like this is, it sucks to be here in the desolation mm. of Smaug on approach to the it's mountain. It's a landmark. Yeah. You know, how many, how many things are named after a landmark media wise? Your, your second movie. Well, the two towers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a landmark. <laughs> there we go. But then we yeah. so yeah, I was, I was kind of well, bummed like out that they Town. didn't feature that. The aftermath, you could build up smog without even showing him by having them. Right. So get them out of Lake Town sooner. God. Yeah. Here's the thing about Lake Town. Um, yeah, Worst part I, of I don't any. care about the characters in it at all. Alfred? Uh, you don't like Alfred? <laughs> don't like Alfred. Uh, Luke Evans is fine as the as Bard. The, I love the, Luke the, Evans. The boatman. But uh, mm. yeah, he's the only character I care about in that whole city. But I thought the look of it the aesthetics was really cool. It's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a lake town. And uh, I thought they sh- the sets were, were really cool. And they kind of showed off what that location would look like with the, it's kind of like Venice where all the, the roads are canals or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. a city by the sea. That's a new type of sprawl that we have not seen in the Lord of the Rings universe. Mm-hmm. And in the D and D of it, what I like about this scene, even though I agree with you guys, halting pace unnecessary cameos stretched out with other characters is in the D and D of it all. You it's literally set up as we just lost all our items. We got to get into this town. It's another event where we can't be seen. Fuck. It's another infiltration mission. Do you guys just want to tell everybody what we're here for? Like, do you just like want to just like open up and be like, like this is what we're doing. We're going to go right. to that place. We're going to try to get as much fucking money as we can. If anybody wants to come with us, that'd be great. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is they, they try to steal those weapons or whatever. They bumble around, get caught, but then the yeah. master of Lake Town is just like... Uh, he's on oh, their side. Yeah. It, it all uh, means nothing. Just great. like Joe said. Scenes <laughs> yeah. start, they mean nothing when they start. <laughs> they mean nothing when they end. They uh, move to the next scene. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. What they what this movie should have been is exactly 90 minutes long, and there should be a timer in the bottom corner. Because <laughs> that's all they're doing is they're just trying to fill a movie. But because right. it's yeah. the Lord of the Rings franchise, that runtime cannot be ninety minutes. It has to no. be at least two and a half. But mm-hmm. like if you just if you put ninety minutes in the corner and then just let this movie play, and they go from useless scene to useless scene where absolutely fucking nothing happens, and then it's over, you would fill a trilogy. It would sure. work. <laughs> yeah. I love that book series. And I say, all right, so let's let's hit our timelet here. Let's jump in with our final thoughts when we come back on The Desolation of Smaug. Our quest is almost coming to an end. We're bored up here in the kingdom under the mountain as we wait to see what becomes of the dragon Smaug. Next episode <laughs> on Normies Like Us. Come back for sure. But until then, we're going to give our final thoughts here on the desolation of Smaug. Um, a movie we had some mixed feelings about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pro Smaug or anti Smaug? It's very. <laughs> I, I have become 
Joe from Two Towers. That's amazing. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean with this in this middle chapter. And, Fuck this. And then Joe's like, "I love it. I love it all." It's you know, it's like so we switch places in the middle of these trilogies. I think, which is interesting. To me, I think uh, to if you accept them for what they are, you know, Lord of the Rings still exists. It'll always exist as it is, and you can just choose to enjoy these movies for what they are and not let it affect your overall opinion of the world. Um, I think they're obviously, you know, not good movies, but they're, it's a fun, you know, it's a, it's a ride, right? Like, like Joe said, it's, uh, it's, yeah. you know, go from one action set piece to the next, but I loved it. And I loved all the little details and, um, you know, I'm on board for the ride. So, okay. That's okay. just my take on it. Well, I guess I'll be the contrast to that. Obviously, I do not enjoy this movie. I agree that it is a ride, and it literally, you have the spooky spider haunted house, and then you have the barrel log ride, and then you have oh, Escape yeah. the Dragon roller coaster, yeah. right? It's, it's all there. You don't even have to be right. that tall to ride. It's great. Yeah, Hobbits can ride it. Free, free six. You're good. Um, but yeah, I think uh, my issue is I want a good adaptation of The Hobbit, and this is not mm. that. And I have enjoyed the book immensely. And it's just all that extra stuff that it, it can't. It can't be a good adaptation of The Hobbit while it's also being a prequel to The Lord of the Rings and tying in the elements of the ring being corrupting, which isn't in the book. Like, I hate when he drops the ring in the forest and murders that centipede and is mine. You know, it's like, is that in the extended cut only? Or That's is that foreshadowing. I, yeah. I, I don't remember that. Well, either way. Because we know what the ring does to people. My thing is like, yeah. but that's not like, in the Hobbit. Think, that's all. That's all. You know. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's not in the Hobbit that's in these movies. But my thing it's is called the Hobbit. <laughs> these movies called the Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, my problem. question to you. They're Mike. not what they said they are. Um, do you think? Okay, if they made a faithful adaptation of the Hobbit that was just the book, The Hobbit, mm-hmm. whether it was one movie, two movies, or whatever, do you think it would really be a good movie? Because I think the, the the story structure of The Hobbit doesn't really lend itself to a three-act movie in the sense that Lord of the Rings does as an overall trilogy because The Hobbit is just – that's kind of the way it's written. It's like, oh, they do this thing, then they go here and have this adventure, then they go here and have this adventure. It doesn't really follow a traditional movie arc, I would say. So even well, if you made a completely faithful adaptation – I don't know if it would be that good. Well, any book has to be shuffled around, right? And it was written as a bedtime story for his kids, kind of. You do a chapter a night, so you have to kind of resolve it. But you build right. in the overarching character arc of basically Thorin thinking that he's useless. And, like, you slowly turn that screw through those scenes that just happen and mm. happen and happen. Now, you can do it. You could do it. I couldn't. But they could no. have definitely done a better job than they did here but they weren't trying to make that as we've been saying they wanted to make a prequel to lord of the rings that was called the hobbit that was three movies that also yeah. kind of brings elements from lord of the rings and puts it retroactively into these legolas looking at you and uh, i don't enjoy that but oh, there's only one more to go yeah so well, i guess we'll, it's just we'll a matter there. of opinion like if it works for you it works if it yep. doesn't it doesn't Legolas to me was like the perfect character to bring in because canonically we know cool. that his dad is the <laughs> elven he has king. A bow and bows are dope. <laughs> but yeah. you know he would have been alive at that time and he would have been an adult in dealing the with the spiders world. invading and shit. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. It's not like they just brought in Frodo or something and he's like the same age. Like that wouldn't make sense. But right. like no, but Cariel. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I get you. You know, I don't mind it. 
It's I'll, just I'll, a token I'll, female character, though. She she doesn't add anything, and that's why it's it doesn't pass the test. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, she, she's empty calories. Thought. It's like you just got a large fry for no reason. With but your like, McRib. The, exactly. It, it comes with it. You got to yeah. have it. You got to have uh, it. And the drink, too. So the, so the first <laughs> like one, the first one makes meal. me mad. Like, the first one, when I think about it, it makes me mad. Like, I'm mad I yeah. watched those dwarfs sing for no reason. I'm extra mad I paid fucking $4 to watch it when, like, a week later it was on HBO. Uh, yeah. I hated it. I hated that whole experience. It was awful. Uh, but at least I learned, like, oh, these are mediocre action movies with the goofiest tone that ever goofed. And then this starts, and 20 minutes later, you got Orlando Bloom in his, like, mid-30s standing on a cgi dwarf that's like bobbing up and down like an animatronic on a disney ride i that doesn't make me mad i think it's funny i think it's really funny when i think about benedict cumberbatch crawling around in a mocap suit it makes me laugh i think that's fucking funny it's good like it it, it really warms my heart how dumb it is uh so i I enjoy I, i enjoy the second one I think I this is opinions. where the enjoyment will end, though, because I am really not looking forward to, okay, it's the, it's the third one. You guys are really emotionally involved in everything happening here, so here's 45 fucking endings. Oh. No, I never learned the dwarf's name. I'm going to get through all of this yeah. without knowing any of their names. Fun popcorn. This one was better than the last, but I think this is where it's going to peak for The Hobbit. That's it. Mm. Well, Joe, I, I weirdly agree with you because I didn't like the first one. Wasn't no. excited about watching this one. But then once I started it, I did have fun watching it. And I just went along with the goofy tone. I'm not that enthusiastic about watching the next one. It could have just been two movies, right? Like this whole one feels like so unnecessary to have a it whole other movie. It could have been a theme movie. park ride. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know? yeah. You, know, you know what it would be if it came out now? is downloadable content in Fortnite. That's what it would have been. <laughs> like, you, Legolas would have been Did in Fortnite. you guys Fortnite. play the barrel level? It's <laughs> oh, very yeah. hard. Legolas would have been in Fortnite. Yeah. Absolutely. And Gandalf. For sure. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, that's my thesis of the Lord of the, the whole two-month episodes. Is We've Legolas reached the would peak have been of the Lonely Fortnite. Mountain. Yeah. They should just right. make a Legolas solo movie. That's the next uh, Legolas Origins. Lord of the yeah. Rings Origins. Uh, oh man! Don't Legolas. Amazon is listening, dude. Don't don't give him ideas. <laughs> you thought my name was Legolas? It's Tom Legolas. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I know how I got these knives. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, what do you what is your thought of the desolation of Smaug? My mind kind of went to uh, what you and Jacob were talking about, Mike. Um, how long is the the combined cut you watched? About four hours and change. Four hours. Interesting. Yeah. So, you're watching the extenses on these. Mm-hmm. None of them have gone over three hours. I think they're all like 250, 245, the, these first yeah. two that we've watched. Um, this I'm, one. I'm of the mind. Yeah, please. It was 25 minutes of extra scenes. This had the most amount oh, of wow. extra scenes See, in it. Out I would like trilogy. to see those scenes. It's really Maybe funny. It's, I'd you actually hate be curious too. You're watching huh. the extended versions. I'm watching the normal version. <laughs> I'm might like, be why more. he hates them. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I got yeah. more Lake Town than you guys did. Maybe I got more <laughs> yeah, of the Master and Alfred. Did. They put yeah. too he much sauce on it. might be poison on sweetness. I actually would watch more. I would watch a four-hour cut of these movies. Well, you can give me 15 bucks because I bought them on Amazon. Yeah. Give me my login. 
my summation is Jacob is right. This would be unsatisfying as one film. I, I think two, but I ask you, what would they be? Where, mm. where would this one start? And obviously it would go into the five armies and it would finish everything up, but... What, the second what is this one would one? start like there would be more of the beginning of this movie and would be the end of the last movie. Like they kind of had a contrived conclusion in the first one of that scene where they fight a in the trees. with the pine cokes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. They could have split it. And obviously we said Guillermo del Toro wanted to do it as two movies. And yeah. I think that might have worked a lot better. I think he, that's the fix. But yeah. you're, you're talking about starting with like a, a battle scene or whatever. We, we all agreed this movie starts too hard. It's a it's a flashback. A hard cut on the end of a fight. They run into a bear man's house that they never see or talk to again. It's that's mind blowingly <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's, that's one of those scenes that's like, book, oh, that's in the book, so we have to mention it. But you don't that's really because fine. it's don't. the Tom Bombadil thing. Yeah, strange. Here's what I would what, do. What if would I, you do, Mike? Please. Yeah, yeah. If I was if I was making a split point, you do the whole first movie and then out of the trees and then all the way up until they get captured by the elves and mm, then Thorin says. Yes. Fuck you, dude. I'm not, you know, telling you what and we're Legolas doing. Like, shows up and you'll sit for a hundred years and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. tune in oh, this time. Oh, that's interesting. You that's sit there and you open the escape, do the barrels. showing up, saying a cool line. But I, and you yeah, include yeah. the Thorin backstory stuff. I think if that yeah. whole movie, if he's a jerk, because the character of him is, is, is kind of something I want to talk he about. He resolved too his arc in the last here. movie when he hugs him. Mike. Mike. Yeah. Right? He does, but, but here's he the interesting thing about it. Yeah. Here's here's the trajectory Please. we've got him going on. Cuz cuz again, I'm I'm interested in who the lead characters are of these. Yeah. Joe said Martin Freeman Hobbit Bilbo is not in this movie. The dragon's not in this movie. We talked about that too. The dwarves, none of us know the dwarves. You guys, you two keep pretending do. you do. But the star of this one is Schnoggin the First, which is Aragorn Dwarf, Thorin, you know, mm-hmm. as, as Jacob called him. Aragorn, Aragorn Dwarf. Dwarf. Yes. Now, yes. He is, what is the Japanese term for it, Mike? It's Sundare. Oh, Sundare, he's yeah. Guy, so he's a guy who, as you guys said, his story is resolved. He likes Martin Freeman. But the writing in this is, you're the leader. Characters have to be telling you every scene where Bilbo is, but you can't be concerned with him because you're too cool to know. But a random mm-hmm. dwarf will be like, but Bilbo's gone. And he'll be like, huh? And he will be concerned, <laughs> but he can't initially yeah. be concerned. It. It's no. the Sundare. He, yeah. he loves him, but it's it's brash and weird. But Bilbo, it's, you it's, baka. Yeah. You need You need all of it. This he sort of does of refer to his is weird. Mm-hmm. His earlier characterization, even in the mountain scene, where he's like, "Why the fuck do we even bring you, Bilbo? You useless piece of shit." That like, would work better <laughs> right. in the context of all of it, or yeah. separated to where this is just his downfall movie, because we know where he's going by the next one. He's a piece of shit. So <laughs> let that all play out. It's yeah. the three. We we are we're all in agreement here. The three is the issue. Hmm. Yeah, you sure. can do it too. Yeah. It, it, Even have them tell them. Fucking issue to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. I just want to watch the cartoon. That's where I'm at. I, I yes. I just want to watch the cartoon instead, and I'll probably I'll, never I'll watch it again. Too. Uh, I thought about this after our last podcast. The fix too. Even if we were talking about, would you do it animated? Would you do it one? 
if it had to be one, you know what I'd like to see? Stop motion Leica film. Oh, the that Hobbit. would be great. I think yeah. that would rule. Wow. That would be cool. That could be I very did, good in association with Wingnut Pictures. Yeah. I just fundamentally disagree that like the shortest book that, you know, this book is shorter than any of yeah. the Lord of the Rings books, right? You mm-hmm. can make it in one movie. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you can make anything in one movie. I think Maybe. when they started separating single books into, you know, like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one and part two, save it. Like, I know there's going to be purists well, I disagree who are like, on that, no, but... no, no, it's so important. It's so big. It has to be. Not that one movie. It's I one think story. Deathly Hollows works as two two parts, but I, I understand what you're saying. watch them together as one movie. It's bullshit. Yeah. You can't just watch one part and be satisfied. No, and that's like, like this one, nothing happens in this movie. No one grows. Nothing happens. And it, it's just a segment of time. It's not a movie. It's content. It's not a movie. Well, yeah, here's my yeah. last question to you guys, and maybe we should talk about this next week. But after seeing these movies, how excited or how worried are you about the upcoming Amazon Lord of the Rings mm, good show? Question. Like, are you thinking, oh, it's just going to further dilute the brand of Lord of the Rings? Or mm. are you kind of excited to see new Lord of the Rings material? Or, or how do you feel about that? Uh, nothing like, sacred. Everything in your childhood is going to be exploited for profit. True. Get ready. So, <laughs> I almost wonder, um, almost like classic Star Trek versus the the newer stuff where oh, the yeah. Klingons look so different. Where, where I wonder where they'll fall on the dwarves if they'll go mm. the heavily made up or the kind of more just dwarf looking natural kind. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I I've read is that the they want to stick to the aesthetics of the movies as much as possible. So it's but e- in the same universe between the trilogy. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just worried, like you said, you know, they're going to add a lot of sex and stuff because it's like, you know, Jack Bezos was basically, (laughs) not that that's not, no, sex isn't a bad thing, but just adding it just to be the next, because Jeff Bezos basically said, bring me the next Game of Thrones. And they made this Wheel of Time series. Now they're making Amazon. Got you. There's these dwarves. They sing songs while they do dishes. It's going to be perfect. (laughs) Super sexy. No, I, I just like, worry they're going to make it something that's not Lord of the Rings. But if they stick yeah. to the tone of Lord of the Rings, it could still be good. I wish they were just well, remaking Lord of the Rings. I wish they were just remaking Lord of the Rings with a new, new creative direction and new people. Is it? Is it too soon? Interesting. There's been because two Spider Men. There's been two Spider Men since Lord of the Rings came out. It's not too soon. Right, but when you think of Amazing Spider Man, you're not like, oh. I'm so glad they made this because it's never going to live up to like your favorite Spider-Man, which is probably Tobey Maguire, right? You're not thinking about when it crosses over with into the Ringiverse, you know, (laughs) where you get the third iteration of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Yeah, I don't really care to see more of like, oh, this is fallen and ballin's great great grandma. Doesn't that mean something to you? Because spoiler alert, it fucking doesn't. Doesn't doesn't mean a goddamn thing to me. Well, we'll see where this uh, path leads us with the Battle of Five Armies coming up next week. Um, Man, get ready, everybody, and tell us what you think. Uh, Yeah. We're bummed out. But yes, hit us up on our social media. Send us some sort of long message that a sparrow carries, and Gandalf will get it a million miles away, and we'll read it uh, because you'll have sent that to at normies underscore like underscore us. All social medias, hit us up, uh, rate, review, subscribe, comment. Helps us out. Go to YouTube. Subscribe there, too. Watch the video feed. And uh, otherwise, we've been your hosts. Keep coming back. Hold on. We will say 
for another episode of Lord of the Rings. This, it's it's months long. We're we're still going. We're gonna get to new stuff eventually. Keep hitting us up on your suggestions there. But mm-hmm. Come back for more of the or Lord of the Rings. That's right. A uh, lot of new movies coming out that we want to talk about as well. Yes, desperately. A lot of good <laughs> stuff came out when we decided yes. to do this. Yes. We promise we will get back to other stuff soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but till then, we've been your hosts. This is. Call Emily. I'm, I'm just an ugly little lad, or, or maybe even her brother, or his brother. <laughs> the micromancer. <laughs> uh, like Joe Loss, am I, do I get more mileage out of this joke? Are they, is he in the next one, too? Yeah. I don't Great. remember. Fantastic. He is? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. ready for more cool shit. <laughs> and this is Jaco Jenkins. That's my Hobbit name, and I'm a Hobbit. All right. Thank you, Normies. See you Bye. next week. Bye. See you next time. Good night, everybody. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!